Welcome into another edition of Home Run Throwback. I am Jimmy Morris at JMorrisMCM on Twitter, MuseumMiracles.com. Today's Wednesday, November the 1st. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Last night I sat down with Jeff Hartman, who hosts the Sealers podcast here on Fans First Sports Network, to talk a little bit about the Thursday night football game between the Titans and the Steelers. So check out that interview. Be back tomorrow with a full-on preview of this game from a Titans perspective. Between now and then, MuseumMiracles.com is the best place for all your Titans news and analysis. So give this a listen, and we will talk again tomorrow. All right, Steeler fans, and I guess Titan fans, if you happen to be listening to this, it is time for the Behind Enemy Lines segment. You know, Thursday night football sucks. Most people don't like it. I don't necessarily like it, but when the Steelers are playing, you got to cram everything into such a short time. It is Wednesday, but here we are talking about the upcoming Thursday night game. To do that, I bring in Jimmy Morris, who is a Fans First Sports Network contributor. He covers the Tennessee Titans. What's up, Jimmy? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing just fine. You know, this game is weird. It's really strange. When you talk about the dynamic of these two teams, you think about the Pittsburgh Steelers. They've been hit or miss, winning record. You talk about the Tennessee Titans, who a lot of people thought were going to be sellers at the trade deadline. DeAndre Hopkins, even Derrick Henry's name was being floating around. Well, boy, has the tenor changed when Ryan Tannehill leaves. They don't turn it over to Malik Willis. They actually give it to Will Levis. The dude throws for four touchdowns in his first game, and now everyone's kind of like, that their hopes are up. What what are the thoughts? What's the overall vibe around the Titans going into this Thursday night game? Yeah, so it's funny because I think a lot of a lot of us that really like, you know, it, it's hard sometimes when you're a fan and you cover the team and you try to look at the current and the long term, right? And so a lot of us were kind of thinking they would be sellers at the at the deadline just because this team the defense has not been as good as, as everybody thought it was going to be. And so it was kind of one of these deals where coming into the season, it was like, okay, the AFC South's not very good. So if they can play really good defense and they can run the ball and they can hold teams to, you know, 14, 17 points a game, try to win games 20 to 17, they can go what nine and eight, you know, whatever that is now. Um, right. and they, they have a chance to win the division, right? Well, the defense hasn't been as good as, we thought it was going to be the offense has been worse than we thought it was going to be before we had Will Levis. Um, and then the Jaguars are better than we thought they were going to be. So it's, it's been kind of a weird year so far, but then, you know, Ryan Tannehill gets hurt in London two weeks ago and Titans had the bye after that game, uh, go to Levis on Sunday. And, and we knew at some point, if they were out of the race, that they were going to have to get a look at these young quarterbacks, Malik Willis and Ryan Tannehill. We've seen Malik Willis, and it's not – he's not an NFL quarterback. I mean, maybe if somebody can design a system for him, but it, not here. It's just not going to work out. Right. Um, you know, they, he started two games last year when Tannehill got hurt. Tannehill came back, um, got hurt again, and they signed Joshua Dobbs, and he they signed him on like a Tuesday – and he didn't start that Sunday, but he started the following Thursday night. Yeah. So, I mean, that pretty much told you about the confidence they had in Malik Willis, right? So, and that was with, I mean, you know, the Titans had, they had a week 18 win and end game last year. Like, if they would have beaten the Jaguars in week 18, they would have been in the playoffs. They would have won the AFC South. And they elected to start Dobbs, who had been here for like two weeks at that point, over Willis, who had been here all year. Um, so, anyway, we knew at some point they were going to go to Levis because, you know, they traded up to, in the second round to get him, gave up a bunch of capital. 
um, that had to get a – you need to get a look at him this year because Tannehill's not back. I mean, regardless of what happens this year, Tannehill's in the, in the final year of his deal. All, Derrick Henry is too, so he's probably not back either. So at some point you need to find out if you can build around Will Levis or if you need to take a quarterback again um, in, the, in this upcoming draft. And so the injury kind of forced their hand to Ryan Tannehill. So decided to go with Levis over Willis as the starter. And I mean, he looked great, you know, and, and there was never, we never doubted the arm talent, right? I mean, there, there, nobody questioned that coming out. It's just the fact that, you know, in two seasons at Kentucky, he threw 23 interceptions. He threw 13 his last year at Kentucky. Um, and so it was, it was a decision-making thing with him. Um, he's had some injury stuff too, but the biggest concern was, can they get him to, scale back on the whole gunslinger thing, you know, make the right choice. If the check down's there, take the check down. If nothing's there, throw it out of bounds. Um, and he did all that on Sunday. Now it's one game. It was at home. It was against a Falcons defense that rates really high. I mean, they, they were really good statistically coming into the game. Haven't played great offenses. They're not as good as the Steelers defense is. So, um, you know, it, it, it was a nice, it was a good landing spot for him coming off the bye, all that stuff. So, I mean, we're obviously all, you know, we're pumped because he threw four touchdowns on Sunday where, you know, Tannehill had thrown two total in six games. So, um, you know, everybody's everybody's excited here now and just kind of ready to see where it goes. I mean, big test here, right, on the road, Thursday yeah. night football, short week, all that stuff. So, um, you know, we're – but, I mean, you got to be excited, right? I mean, came in through four touchdowns. We don't we don't see that much around here. So, it was fun. No, and, and honestly, with Tennessee, I mean, everyone's got, like, Levis fever, rightfully so, because of the big performance that he had in his first start. But my question is about the running game. Because when I look at the Tennessee Titans coming into Pittsburgh – I don't care that Will Levis threw for four touchdowns. It was a great performance, a great debut for the rookie. Good for him. My concern as a Steeler fan is still Derrick Henry because Derrick Henry is still that guy. But as you mentioned, the running game has not really been what it has been in the past. What is missing with the Titans ground game? So, I mean, part of it is the offensive line is not very good. And, um, I mean, hopefully they're coming together a little bit. They basically redid the whole offensive line from last year. Uh, the only returning starter is Aaron Brewer, but he played left guard all year last year. He's playing center now. Center is his better position. Um, but so the offensive line has been inconsistent. Uh, they got Nicholas Petit-Friere back. He was one of those guys that got dinged for the – gambling not on NFL games but at an NFL facility or whatever um his his suspension was supposed to be six games got reduced to four he actually didn't start his first game back but then in the second game they put him in for Andre Dillard who they signed to be their left tackle anyway there, there's been a lot of shuffling on the offensive line uh seems to be coming together a little bit now they are banged up there Chris Hubbard the right tackle uh, had a concussion on Sunday. He's in protocol. I, I would be really surprised if he plays on Thursday. So, um, shuffling there. Part of it also is, you know, game script type stuff. They get behind, they have to throw. And then part yeah. of it's just seeing the loaded box and, and teams not having to respect the passing game at all. Um, and, and, you know, Ryan Tannehill for uh, Ryan Tannehill has been great for this team, but I just, I think he's done. Like he can't move like he used to be able to. And so when teams don't really have to respect a passing game at all, um, it obviously makes it a whole lot easier to stop the run. And, you know, Derrick Henry, I mean, there are a couple of games where, like, his average, you see all those next-gen stats and whatever it is, like his yeah. average where he got touched from where he got the ball was, I mean, I think it was twice where it was negative yardage both times. Like his average where he got, his first contact was in the backfield, like a yard, yard and a half. So it's, it's wow. a, I mean, Derrick Henry needs, like, 
for as for, I mean, he's great, obviously, but he needs a, a lane to to kind of get up to top speed. And if he doesn't have that, um, it, it's harder for him to get going. And so when he gets hit in the backfield, it just it slows that down even more for him. So it just kind of a, all those things kind of coming together have been what slowed it down. Like I said, then you get negative game script. You can't hand it to him. Um, and, you know, there's a stat I saw earlier this week where it's basically like anytime Henry gets 22 carries or more, the Titans win. Now, you can argue causation correlation with that. Like sometimes that's just because they're up late and they're just, right. you know, feeding him the ball. But there is something too, you know, they, the offense goes as he goes. And they drafted Tajay Spears. He had gotten a little bit more run early. But in this game on Sunday, I mean, Derrick Henry got 22 carries. They, they were giving him the ball. It seemed like they were kind of committed back to that. So I think you will see it revolve a little bit more around him as they go forward. And, you know, I'm, I'm curious about DeAndre Hopkins. A lot of people thought that he would be traded. He stays. He's coming off a huge game, obviously, with Will Levis. Just chuck it deep to DeAndre Hopkins. Is That's that right. the plan in the passing game? Yeah. Yeah, man. And, I mean, you know, we – so DeAndre Hopkins obviously with the Texans for a long time in the Titans division. And, I mean, he's made a career off of, you know, offensive pass interference. They never called on him. Uh, I mean, and now it's beautiful because it's for us, right? So, right. I mean, the first touchdown the other day, I mean, he's running down the sideline. Uh, Levis throws the ball a little bit inside, and, and the Hopkins just basically just like wraps the defender up and turns him around, and then goes and gets the ball. And they didn't call it. I mean, it was great. But um, yeah, I mean, to, <laughs> listen to his credit, man. Like, you know, he came in the game. Levis came in the game and is like, "Hey, I've got a Hall of Fame receiver out there. I'm going to throw it to him." And I mean, yeah, it makes so much sense, right? But like, um, so yeah, he's been great, and the Titans have had this terrible history of signing old receivers, and they've been past their prime. Most recently, it was Julio. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's been they had they also had Robert Woods last year. That back in the day they traded for Randy Moss, couldn't get him on the field. I mean, all, all this different stuff. Andre Johnson. I mean, all these guys that were here, kind of at the end, in, ends of their career. And Hopkins is coming here and, and been great. He didn't have a touchdown before uh, Sunday, but he had three on Sunday. And um, you know, he he, he had another hundred yard game. He's just still, I mean, just consistent, reliable. Third and five he's going to find a way to get open, throwing the ball, catch it, you know? So, I mean, he's been kind of everything they could have wanted when they signed him. So that's been good. I mean, that's one of the few bright spots that they've had on offense through the first seven games. As a Steeler fan, and I hear that the right tackle is probably going to miss this game because of a concussion protocol. My brain goes to TJ Watts going to have a favorable matchup. How's the pass protection been for whoever's a quarterback for the Titans this season? So, I mean, Overall, not very good. Um, like I said, they've they've shuffled the offensive line around a lot. Um, that when they when coming into the season, it seemed like Nicholas Petit Friere, who's a second year guy out of Ohio State, was going to be the returning starter. He's going to be the right tackle. He was the right tackle last year. Yeah. They we thought they'd plug him in at right tackle. Well, he, he gets hit with the suspension. They signed Chris Hubbard. Hubbard was pretty good. So MPF didn't get his spot back when he first came back. Then they put him in for Andre Dillard because Dillard was was playing so poorly at left tackle. And then when Hubbard got hurt against Atlanta, they switched MPF over to right, put Dillard back in at left. Um, so, you know, the offensive line is, is, is a work in progress. They're going to have to help. I mean, I'm assuming that it's going to be MPF at right and, and Dillard at left. Like I said, yeah. unless Hubbard somehow clears. But Vrabel's been, I mean, guys, I, I can't remember the last time a guy got a concussion and played on the following Sunday, much right. less Thursday. He's been really conservative with that stuff. So, um so, I mean, I assume we're going to see MPF at right. And he, he's he's okay. I mean, he's serviceable. But, yeah, that's the biggest concern coming in. They're going to have to help him. 
I mean, clearly, yeah. because he just not, I mean, you know, most tackles need help, right, with T.J. Watt. Right, exactly. But especially guys that are a, a little bit below average. So I would assume they'll, they'll try to give him a lot of help over there and get the ball out of Levis's hand quickly. I will say Levis moves in the pocket better than, like I said earlier, Tannehill just doesn't move like he used to, and Malik Willis doesn't see it well. So yeah. Levis did a good job of, of manipulating the pocket, and he's not, you know, you don't think of him as a, as a runner necessarily, but one of those guys that can create space for himself in the pocket. And so he helped the offensive line in that way on Sunday. Yeah, it's a great point. Let's uh, let's go to the, let's flip the script. Let's go to the defense. And you had mentioned earlier in, in this segment that the defense has not been playing up to what everyone expected, expectations of, of the fan base. What's going on? Because I still think they have a pretty good defensive front, but where, where where's the, where are things misfire? I know they traded Bayard to Philadelphia. Trell Edmonds comes in. Steeler fans know him well. What's your take on this on the uh, Titans defense? Yeah, so I mean, it's been a couple of things. Um, Harold Landry, the, their best edge guy, tore his ACL right before the season started last year. Um, and so he's been here the whole time. But I mean, I think it's just one of those deals where he, I don't know if he didn't trust the knee or if it wasn't fully healthy. He had two sacks on Sunday, he had a sack against the Ravens in London. So I, I think he's finally starting to come around a little bit. Um, still got Jeffrey Simmons up front, who's one of the best of the tackles in the game. Yeah. Um, got a guy, Tierra Tart, that a lot of other fan bases haven't heard of. Um, but he's a good player. He missed a couple of games before the bye, um, was a little bit banged up, and they missed him for sure being out there. The secondary, we, we knew the secondary wasn't going to be great, um, but you thought they could mitigate that with a pass rush, right? If the pass rush is right. good, it doesn't matter if the secondary is not as great as you'd want it to be. Um, Bayard, for, listen, I love Kevin Bayard. Um, you know, he'll be in the ring of honor here. Great guy on and off the field. I mean, it's just been everything you could you could have ever asked for from a player. Um, but he's lost a step, not the same guy that he was a couple of years ago. So sending him out is not really as big of a deal. Um, Terrell Edmonds didn't start on Sunday. They actually started Elijah Molden. Edmonds did play some. But um, it, the secondary is just is, is not very good. And so if the pass rush doesn't get home, that's when they kind of have problems. And they've had problems. The, the biggest fear that I have in this game is the big play to George Pickens because that's been the thing that's, get, that's really gotten this defense has been big plays in the passing game. Um, like I said, if they, they, they don't get home, you get and whether it be something over the top or something, you know, medium range, somebody misses a tackle and, and then guy runs a long way. So that that's kind of the biggest concern coming in. It, it's that. I mean, I think, like I said, the pass rush with, with Landry coming along, I think it's going to be better now than it was earlier in the season. So now it's just a matter of can those guys cover long enough to give them a little bit more of a chance to get home. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Now, you know, I, I said this last week uh, when I was talking with the person who was covering the Jaguars as Steelers were getting ready for that. Is I normally don't ask about special teams, but if you go back to the game that the Steelers had against the Rams where their kicker missed three kicks, I said to myself, I should start asking these people about their special teams. So I'll ask you the same question. What are the Titans special teams like? Have a good kicker? Any, any question marks in that area? No, so I mean, Titans have the best punter in the league. Um, at least statistically, last year he was the best punter in the league. Was a rookie. Um, they they actually cut Brett Kern, who had been here forever and was still a really good punter, um, to keep Ryan Stonehouse. So punting game's good. They traded for Nick Folk uh, right before the season started this year. That the kicking game here had been a nightmare. Uh, I mean, just yeah. like a revolving door of guys. Um, and then the guys that like they can't kick here. The Titans cut them. They go on and they they kick well somewhere else. Um, there, there's four or five of those guys that the, the Titans cut and have been kicking with their team now for a couple of years. Um, so that had kind of been a disaster. But Nick Folk is he hadn't missed a kick all year, um, and so he's come in and been really good for them. The concern with with him coming in was 
Uh, they didn't, he didn't kick touchbacks or yeah, maybe he didn't kick off last year, but anyway, there, there weren't a lot of touchbacks, but apparently new England, they had figured something out where they thought they were better off kicking it short and covering it than kicking touchbacks. So, I mean, he's, he's been great all, all the way around. So special teams are actually pretty good. The biggest concern on special teams has been punt returns. Um, they Kyle Phillips, who's a second year guy who they thought was going, going to be good for them. has been a disaster. Doesn't know when to catch it, when not to catch it, fumbles it, all that kind of stuff. Um, so they've, they've kind of been mixing that up, um, but brought in a new guy last week, caught the ball. So, I mean, I, I think that that's probably – at this point, you're just hoping somebody just catches it when they're supposed to yeah. put it on the ground. So, I mean, that's been – you know, so special teams is not really – I mean, it's it's been good so far for this team. Good. All right, fantastic. Let's get to predictions. I've had a lot of people on the show that they say they don't want to give a score prediction. That's fine. The current spread that we're looking at is the Steelers giving the standard home field spread of three points – and the total of a whopping 36. So, Jimmy, if you don't want to give a score prediction and you just want to say how you see the game playing out, feel free. But if you want to give us a score prediction, what is it? Yeah, I mean, you know, as, as low as that total is, I might take the under. And, you know, maybe not. Maybe <laughs> now, hey, now that we got Will Levis, I mean, maybe maybe the Titans are going to score, you know, 20, 28 points every week. But um, this, to me, it, it seems like two, two teams that are actually kind of similar. Um, yeah. Pretty good defenses a lot of question marks on offense. There's a lot of things that you feel good about on offense, but it just hadn't all come together for whatever reason. Right. So I expect a low scoring kind of defensive game here. Um, I, I think I said something like 17, 13, something, something in that range. And again, like I, I have no idea how to, how to project the Titans. I just, every week I pick them to win, they lose. It's, it's the opposite. So like, I don't, I don't really know. It's impossible really to tell what, what you're going to get week for week for them. But like I said, right now we're all riding high on Will Levis. So, I mean, Hey, we may put up 30. Very I don't think they scored. With- I was just to say, sorry, I don't, I don't think they scored That's 30 okay. since they traded AJ Brown. So, um, you know, that'd be, that'd be fun to hit, but yeah, maybe once. But anyway, yeah. I, I couldn't tell you last time the Steelers scored 30 points either. Yeah. They're very similar. <laughs> They're very similar. You have yeah. no idea what you're going to get week to week from the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, they, they put up 24 against the Rams and they scored 10 against Jacksonville. You literally don't know. Kenny Pickett's yeah. banged up. 36 is a good number for this Thursday night game. But Jimmy, I want to give everyone, I want to give you a chance to let everyone know where they can find you both on social media as well as your podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So Home Run Throwback is the name of the podcast. Um, Do pretty much daily, uh, just kind of quick updates and then longer recaps and stuff. And then on Twitter, I'm at jmorsmcm. Very good. Jimmy Gay, enjoy the game and we'll be in touch. Thanks for taking the time. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. No problem.